Welcome to the Stewie Show. It's me, Stuart, Stewie, Stu, Stu, Allen, whatever you want to call me. We got episode 22 today. Hopefully everything's going well with you. If not, don't even worry about it. Storm is almost over. Uh, we got plenty of NBA stuff to cover, and then, of course, we touch on a little bit of football. Uh, so we'll go ahead and get it started. Uh, in the East, we've had three sweeps. Ironically, the only series that's gone more than four games is the number one-seeded Bucks versus the number eight-seeded Magic. Uh, but the Bucks are up 3-1. And honestly, when I was watching the game yesterday, I thought it was the closeout game. Um, so, yeah, they, they got one more left. Um, I'm pretty sure they'll give the Magic their very short ride back to Orlando after game five. Um, game four, though, Giannis did as usual. Very, like, 31 points, 15 boards, and eight assists in 34 minutes. So they were really taxing him. He got up to 34 minutes this game. Uh, Chris Middleton chipped in with a double-double, 21 points and 10 rebounds. Um, but they're just looking forward to their next game against the Heat or their next uh, matchup, which will be against the Heat. Um, for the Magic, of course, Vucevic got off. Or excuse me, Vucevic got off. Uh, 31 points, 11 boards, 7 assists. Um, but shout out to Markel Fultz. 15 points, 7 assists, 5 boards. So happy to see him playing well after what the 76ers did to him. Um, looks like they actually could have used him in this series. But, hey, it's another story for another time. Uh, speaking of the 76ers, they got swept by the Celtics. And, uh, yeah, they're a mess right now. Uh, Brett Brown was officially fired. Um, do I think it's all his fault? No, but he definitely has some of the blame, um, especially when you hear, like, Josh Richardson fresh from Miami come in and talking about people need to be held accountable or there's accountability issues within the locker room. Uh, that kind of comes from up front or up top, I guess, with the coach. Uh, even to, like, it seems like he didn't like confrontation from what I'm reading in reports I've seen on TV, like, he didn't want to be the one to tell him, be, yo, you need to get in shape. Or Ben Simmons, you need to start shooting this, that, and the third. Um, That wasn't really him. But, yeah, like I said, even with the firing of him, you still got Embiid, who could be the best player of the league whenever he decides he wants to be. But he definitely has to lose some weight. He looks like he's over 300 at a certain point, especially in the bubble. He looked pretty big. Uh, Ben Simmons, who just refuses to shoot. And he's honestly, he's been injured a decent amount. Now, I don't hold injuries against anybody because nobody wakes up in the morning like, oh, let me get hurt today. Uh, but he has been, you know, injured a little bit um, more recently. Of course, they signed Al Horford to a $100 million contract. He's 34 years old. Uh, you maxed out Tobias Harris. So just look at some of their salary numbers next year. Uh, you got $33.5 million being paid to Tobias, $27 million for Al Horford, $29.5 million for Embiid, and then uh, Ben Simmons' extension kicks in next year at $29.2 million. And all of those contracts are locked up through the end of 2023. Whew, that's ugly. Uh, Elton Brand came out today and said he won't trade Embiid or Simmons. He'll just try to look for better pieces around him. But honestly, those those two are your two tradable assets. I don't know anybody's going to take on Al Horford in that contract nor Tobias Harris in that contract. Actually, there's one team that'll do it, do it that'll take on that Tobias Harris contract, but we're not even going to speak it up. I'm looking at you, Hornets. But yeah, no one's going to take on that contract, so they're probably going to have to end up trading one of the two um, it may be time to blow it up, but, hey, trust the process. Uh, the Celtics, they moved on to the second round, though. Uh, how good is Jason Tatum? 28 points, 15 boards, and four assists in the closeout win against the 76ers. He had an in-and-out with the left and finished with a lefty layup. It was so beautiful. And then uh, Kimball looks like he's getting healthy with each game. Um, it's it's going to be super scary for the rest of the East. He dropped 32 in game four. Um, it's such a good space for him to be around other talent, so he doesn't have to worry about everything. Like, if he didn't do it for the Hornets, it just wasn't going to get done. Of course, minus rebounding. Um, so here, yeah, he can just score. He 
he could take a break from trying to score every possession. Like he can kick it out to somebody, Tatum, uh, Jalen Brown. They got people, Tice can hit the three. They got people that can do stuff other than him. So it's not all on him to put the ball in the bucket. And I think that's going to be great for him. Just really focus on scoring. Um, of course, they'll end up with the Raptors next, and that's probably going to be the best series uh, in the East, honestly. Um, the Raptors, they did reach the second round. They swept the Nets. Um, nothing shocking there. Um, I was very impressed with how hard the Nets fought, though, even though they kind of got beat down if you look at the final score in every game. Um, but even just to get to this point, and they, they played valiantly with, I mean, Karis LeVert's good. Uh, Jared Allen's pretty good. But other than that, it's like you got Chris Chioza looking like an NBA player out there. You got you – got, they they fall hard for what they had on the court. Um, I think Jacques Vaughn should get some at least consideration for having the interim tag removed. Um, I don't know if Greg Popovich seriously wants to go to the Nets. But, I mean, of course, if you can get him, why not? But if not, hey, I, I feel like Jacques showed you something there. Um, the more you watch the Raptors play, though, because that's who they're going to end up playing, and they're pretty set on their coach, Nick Nurse. Uh, there's there's no question about his job security winning coach of the year. Um, but defensively, they're great. Offensively, they're great. But defensively, they're just on another world right now. Serge Ibaka's been looking super good, like, over the last few games. Instead of, like, always hanging around the perimeter and trying to shoot the three, like it kind of looked like his career was going to uh, trend toward. Now it's like, oh, I got a mismatch on me. I could post this guy up, host hook real quick. Yeah, he he's balling right now. Uh, Van Fleet, of course, he's about to run the checkup. And then Spicy P is just clearly better than playoff P at this point. The Celtics and the Raptors series, that should be a great one coming up. The series I thought would be the most competitive, though, uh, was actually a clean sweep by the uh, Heat. They knocked off the Pacers 4-0. I mean, the Pacers, they didn't have some bonus. Uh, Oladipo, he actually played very well in game four, but uh, he's, he's still coming off the injury. Probably hasn't gotten his rhythm fully together. Um, So Heat, Bucks, that should be a good, hard defensive one. Maybe six or seven games, but the Bucks, they got to win it. They just they have a Giannis and the Heat don't. I, I'm not sure who the Heat are going to put on Giannis at a certain point, but we'll see how that series ends up going. Uh, let's lift it over to the West, where it's been more competitive. Uh, two series are currently at 3-1, and the other two are at 2-2. Uh, so today, Utah, they got a chance to send Denver back to Colorado. Uh, of course, the story of this series has been Donovan Mitchell. 250 balls in the same series. That boy got to get tired of nuggets. It's not healthy to eat that many spicy nuggets. Like, we over uh, two games, 50 pieces? Like, you got to chill. Uh, anytime Jordan and AI are the company you're statistically listed in, you're definitely doing something right, especially when it's just like an outright stat, like 50 points scored. It's not one of those weird, like, first player ever to score 20 points in the second half while down by 15 on the road Tuesday night after 7. Like, no, it's just an outright record. Like, you scored 50 points twice in a series. And Spider, he actually ain't the only one dropping 50 because Jamal Murray hit 50 last game. Um, those two were going back and forth for it. Uh, that was that was a pretty good game to watch. I mean, they should have just played one-on-one -on -one at one point. It would have been beautiful. Um, but Denver got pride, and I'm sure they don't want to go out in five games, but it's looking like another playoff disappointment for them. Uh, the other 3-1 series, the Lakers are up against the Blazers. I honestly don't feel like it's much to say here. Um, no shock there. Uh, last night game was really ugly. The Lakers won by 20. They were up by as much as 38, I believe. I'm pretty sure they started out in a 15-0 run before the Blazers ever scored. Uh this should be over fairly quickly next game. Maybe Dame and the, the uh, Blazers come out to fight, you know, trying to outshoot them. But, I mean, it just it is what it is. Uh, honestly, it's time to blow the Blazers up. I, I've been saying it for about three years now. I mean, you've just seen the peak of what a CJ and Dame backcourt is going to be. 
it was basically Steph and Monte before Steph got with Clay, or I guess before Clay emerged. I mean, they put up buckets, but they're both undersized at the end of the day, and they're not defenders. And I I just don't see what the ceiling would be of Portland keeping those two together going forward. I heard one today that was like Ben Simmons for C.J. McCollum straight up. I I don't know why the Blazers, or I don't I mean on either side I don't know why they, I mean I guess the Blazers would take it maybe see if Dame could run off the ball some, but I don't know why the Sixers would do that. Only way the Sixers should do that is if they could somehow get like Horford's contract going with it, or maybe Tobias Harris like on some wild. Like, yeah, you taking a guy I really want to keep on, but if you take this contract off me, maybe we can make it work. But, yeah, I, I don't see that trade working out. Uh, but it's, it's just it's time to blow it up. It's like the Blazers are going to always live off of playoff buzzer beaters. Like, uh, like they still talk about the one Dame had against the Rockets and then, of course, the one he had over PG. And, you know, him and Russ, they go at it. So I guess, you know, you can always look at that. But, I mean, at the end of the day, it was – it was a win in the first round. Speaking of Russ, we talk about the Rockets and the Thunder. Um, they've had some good games, especially the last two. CP3 is showing why he is who he is. Running the team beautifully. That man don't miss a mid-range shot in the clutch. You already know it's good. Also, Schroeder and Shea Gilgis, Alexander, they were hooping very well last night. They had like a three-headed monster playing guard. Uh, for the Rockets, it's kind of the same old. They fall in love with the three. And, of course, you live by it, you die by it. And last night, of course, they died by it. In my opinion, it felt like James Harden stopped shooting. Uh, that's mostly what happened. I know it sounds weird to say when someone attempted 25 field goals that they didn't shoot enough, but sometimes the whole right basketball play doesn't matter. Sometimes you can't kick it to P.J. Tucker in the corner or being Malcolm Moore or Eric Gordon. Sometimes you just a better scorer than everybody else on this court and you the best player on the court. You just got to take it to the hole and get that bucket and get that foul, especially with the app. Uh, or how frequently James Harden does go to the free line, uh, free throw line. Um, but, yeah, after they started 8 for 8 from 3 in the second half, it just went downhill from there. Uh, the Rockets definitely fumbled the last two games because they probably should have swept the Thunder and would be getting Westbrook some even much more needed rest without any pressure to come back and play. But, yeah, you can't forget they do have Brody waiting. So whenever it's time to go, it's time to go. So I'm sure there's not much to worry about there. In the last series, the Mavs and the Clippers, they tied at 2-2. We also would look at it in game four. My player numbers with a game-winning step-back buzzer beater in overtime. After the uh, Clips had just hit a big shot, Morris hit the corner three to go up by one. But yeah, 43 points, 17 boards, 13 assists. He's going like 2016, 2017 Westbrook right now. Shout out to Trey Burke. He's really out there hooping. Uh, Just one of those people you can never... You like you see him, and you just you wonder why it don't ever work out somewhere because he's clearly a bucket wherever he, wherever he gets to play, and he's getting to show it now on a big stage, kind of as Luca's running mate with uh Porzingis being out last night or the other night, and he's gonna be out tonight as well. So we might see another huge game from Luca. Uh, Kawhi, who's been doing his thing, fifty forty ninety over the last four playoff runs. He's just doing usual Kawhi stuff. Uh, thirty three points, ten boards, five assists, and two steals in the series. But we, we can't even focus on how good Kawhi is because the story's just really been about how bad PG is, man. But I believe the first person since Bob Cousy to shoot under 25% in three straight playoff games. He's shooting like 22% from the field in this series. It's, it's just rough right now. Uh, ain't no bigger PG fan than me. I mean, check my Twitter. I was saying he was MVP in 2013. Like, I was a fan of PG before the shoes, before the leg break, before all of that. 
And it's it's tough to watch him go through that right now. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's just mental. It's all the spectator noise starting to get to him. Of course, when you miss the first shot, so that first bad game, it's all right, that's just one. But then Twitter is it's nothing but jokes. I'm on there laughing all day myself. And that stuff can start to eat away at you. I believe he actually disabled his comments on Instagram for anyone who doesn't follow him. So I'm sure it's starting to get to him now. But the jokes, they've been funny now. I've seen uh, PG-13%. Uh, Mo Harkless with a max contract. I seen a petition to get him to play overseas that exceeded the signatures it was starting to request. But he just got to wake up and they'll win this series because if not, this can be career altering for him. Like this, this is not a good look, especially with the pandemic going on. Of course, they call them pandemic P, but you know, sports is so limited because sometimes when you mess up in sports, there's another sport going on. So your fo- the focus is off of you after a day or two. But this is kind of out of the major sports. This is the one live one that's going on. So people are talking about it like like i was saying uh chris middleton was having kind of equally as bad of a series until like uh game four the other night he did put a 21 10 but he was shooting pretty horribly but it's like he's not paul george and the bucks and the nets they basically came on nba tv every game i believe i don't think any of theirs has been national televised so far so it's like pg's on tv pg got shoes people know him and he's he's an easy target to go after especially when you give yourself the nickname of playoff p um, but, yeah, he just got to get it together, and I feel like he's going to bounce back tonight. Huge game five. Yeah, that's about it for the basketball news. Of course, we got those big games coming up today, and we're going to touch on those tomorrow. Uh, a little bit of NFL news. What in the world is going on with Earl Thomas? That man that messed around and got released from the Ravens. Um, he showed the video of what led up to the altercation, but you you know it had, they, they just got to be tired of you at that point to get released after a camp fight. I mean, at every level of football from high school up, there's camp fights. I mean, it's really frowned upon in high school. You know, coach, you definitely going to run in the whole we a team, rah, rah stuff in high school. But then after that, once you get to college and this shit happens, is hey, coach will get mad because you're wasting reps. But, you know, you break it up fairly quickly, you move on. You might get talked to after practice. And I'm, I'm assuming it's pretty much kind of the same in the NFL. You know, you let it go, tempers run with grown men, blah, blah, whatever, everybody on the same team. But... For a pro bowler to get cut on a 14-2 team that got real Super Bowl aspirations, yeah, they had to be about tired of him. Uh, reports are that he's missing meetings, walkthroughs, practices late, just kind of doing whatever. And it's just kind of funny because I guess all the way up until like the middle finger incident when he was just ready to get out of Seattle, I believe he broke his leg and flipped off the crowd or P. Carroll, whoever he was flipping off, Earl be in his own little world. It's like you never really heard too much about him being the outlier. Like, they was a strong defense the whole Legion of Boom in Seattle. And, of course, they had a lot of outspoken players. But it's like the fingers was always pointed at uh, Richard Sherman as he's the bad guy, he's the apple. But when you think about it, what did he ever really do other than talk? Like, he never did anything bad or detrimental to his team. As you can see, he just had a lot of mouth, which... So you, you got to have a lot of mouth or at least feel that way about yourself to play corner in the NFL anyway. Because a lot of times you're out there, it's you. <laughs> but, yeah, it's just, it's just saying something about Earl that the fact that they're ready to let go of him, especially at this point because you don't know what else you're getting. And, yeah, it just looked bad on tape. Like, you randomly blitzed. You messed up the call. But then you get mad at somebody else for calling you out on it. So it's like you, you above being reproached or something by your own teammates when you're the one that messed up and you're the one missing meetings. So, yeah, I'd like to see Earl get it together. They talking about the Cowboys want him. Y'all know I'm a Cowboy fan. And I'm not going to lie, a couple years ago, I was like, hey, whatever it takes, go get him. Now it's really starting to make you question, like, is he really worth the hate? Like, what is he going to come in and do that's 
gonna be like groundbreaking. Is this Earl Thomas from 2016? It's not, even though he's a Pro Bowler last year. Um, but hopefully he gets it together, and if we sign him, hey, anything to help us win. Uh, tough news with Grant Dale Pitt. He did tear his Achilles out in uh, Cleveland. A really good uh, safety. Was projected starter this year. That's just tough news to hear for anybody. But uh, yeah, that's about it. Uh, mostly went over basketball today. Some minor stuff in NFL. It's just not too much to talk about going on right now. Uh, kind of the same stuff every day. COVID, COVID, COVID. And then, of course, with college football, are they going to play because of COVID? So we kind of talk about the same thing every day. As always, I do thank you for listening to me. Make sure you check me out on my social media. My Twitter is at me, the underscore three, M-E-T-H-E underscore three. Uh, Instagram at Alan H underscore three, A-L-A-N-H underscore three. I'll talk to you tomorrow.